Hi, everybody. It's 1040 a.m. on Friday, November 24th. And you know what that means. Well, it means two things. One, it's time to get our bake on. And also, the kids are home from school, so you can probably hear their iPads in the background. <laughs> Professional podcasters. Uh, happy Black Friday to those who celebrate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I'm a recovering retail employee with five Black Fridays under my belt. Be kind. Be kind to people this weekend. What... An episode, oh, a, a clash this, of titans. This was a real teeth clencher, heart jerker. I feel. I don't think either one of those are phrases. <laughs> I just feel like this. This was the episode that I was dreading, where mm-hmm. everyone did great. They did great, but somebody has to go home. Yeah, and I, I really hate it. Because, I mean, I've said this before, I think that it's better for my heartstrings when someone has a bad, a bad day, right? But even, even things went wrong, it's still, still good, still good. Yeah, I, I'm of two minds, right? Because I think it's, I understand what you're saying, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When someone has a bad week and goes home, you're like, ah, but I understand why. But I think as far as the quality of show, quality of baker, all that stuff goes, I prefer episodes where it's just like everybody did their best, right? And it's just, that was somebody's week to go home. Somebody has to go. Let's talk about the challenges because I have a lot of feelings about who went home and some feelings about who got Star Baker that I want to get to. Okay. Uh, but I want to talk about the the challenges first. So it was financier, finance, <laughs> financiers, finance. Uh, <laughs> well, it looks like financier to me, and it's so specifically that word that isn't has nothing to do. Maybe in its etymology, it does. I don't know. Financiers. They doesn't look- that feel like if somebody's only ever read a word and like they've only ever read the word financier? I guess. And then so. they say it out loud for the first time, and they're like financiers, and you're like, excuse me. That happened to me. With my first out loud read of misogynist. Yeah. I said misogynist. Yeah, happened to me with quinoa. And I said quinoa. <laughs> um, so basically, they're like little sponge cakes, they're like Twinkies. Like Twinkies they're with like the Twinkies. cream on top instead of the inside. And uh, we got, we're down to four bakers. The most important rule is to have fun. That's right, Dottie. Thank you for reminding us. So, uh, We'll come back to Dan in a second. Josh, um, so I'm trying to remember specifics, uh, but Josh's, um, liked the flavor, liked every, like Josh's, Maddie's, and Tasha's were all kind of like, oh, that's good, right? Like, oh, I would have well, done this different. I would have done this different. They all had one little thing where, like, Maddie's were slightly overbaked. Tasha's were a little bit clumsy, yeah. the raspberry ones. And then Josh, didn't he have one that was a little overbaked and one that wasn't? Yeah. But like, I think all three of them were like, the flavors are good, right? Yeah. Jo- uh, Maddie cracked me up because he was worried about them being underbaked. And then when Paul's like, this one's a little overbaked, and he goes, overbaked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, I guess that's better. And I think it was because he was worried about it being underbaked and it was such a thick yeah. sponge that he just baked it too long, worried about it being underbaked. Yeah, his were huge. Yeah. They were so big. Um, And I think it's just Josh is a great baker who's just not that good at signature. Like, and we'll compare his signature to his showstopper. I think his signature was just, oh, okay, cool. I think that Tasha's looked good and the flavors were good. 
but the bake was just off. No, that's not it. They didn't like the the raspberry cream on the top. It looked all over the place. It was too hard to pipe. It didn't look pretty. I watched the judging of this three times. It said, Prue said it looked like you dropped one. It just can't, st- I, for whatever reason, signature, sometimes the signature judgments just can't stick in my mind. But what I do remember is Dan's, because Dan included matcha, which Paul right. has been like vehemently against in the past. And then he gets a handshake on it. Ma- yeah. Matcha and- Mango. Mango. And there's one more thing that was in there. Uh... That So that was another thing on Josh's. He used almond extract. Oh, and yeah. And used a little bit too much. Um, which anytime you use extract on the show, you gotta be so careful. Um, but Dan, like right off the bat, I was ready for Paul to do some like hemming and hawing and be like, oh, I don't know, the matcha, but he loved, like right off the bat, he was yeah. like, this is great. Matcha hits on the end, it's perfect. That's the way to do it, right? Cause we talked about last week where sometimes if it's not, if it's not just right and the judges don't like the thing. Yeah. Like that happened with sausage rolls. Right. It is not going to work, right? Because they don't like the thing, but you didn't do it so that they would like it. Well, and this is what I think when it comes down to talking about make, taking a big swing, especially in your signature, with flavors, right? Because last week, Dan did the sausage rolls with like prawn and chicken or whatever, and it didn't hit. Paul was like, this isn't it. And I think you really take a huge, like you suffer if you take a big swing and miss. Yeah. But then this week, he took a big swing and included flavors that aren't traditionally in there and aren't Paul's favorite, but knocked it out of the park and then got the handshake. So I think like that's the the pros and cons of the big swing on flavors, and especially in Signature, is like you don't have a lot of uh, style to back you up. And so if your flavors are off in a major way, you're, it's a huge hit. Yeah. But if you land it, you're going to get that handshake. I think that, and we'll talk more and more this week, I think that Tasha was just off this week. I don't know if it was a pressure thing. I don't know what it was. She but... seemed a little down. Yeah, a little, like, fried. Maybe it was just so heavy. You know, sometimes it gets to the point where it's like, it doesn't. It didn't look like she was having much fun. Yeah, and with Maddie, the overall sense I got, especially coming out of uh, party week last week, it seems like he's taking it more seriously. He was talking about all his steps and everything that he has worked at and practiced, and like mm-hmm. I have timetables laid out and everything I'm working on. Yeah, and I think it shows like he's in it. And I, I just went back. I paused it, went back. I felt like I wasn't giving Josh. His due, because I was like, I know there's something. The financier was dry. The with the chocolate one, um, and you could see like it. I actually always appreciate when Paul demonstrates what he's talking about, and he's like, it's dry, and then he like scrapes it with a fork, and you see it crumble away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. That I feel like I said that earlier. You just didn't believe me. No, baby. I just hadn't <laughs> internalized it. Okay. I hadn't internalized it. So then they do uh, an apple tart. Um, yes, yes. And from the word go, I felt like Tasha was playing from like behind. Yeah. Right? I don't know exactly what happened, but she just seemed kind of lost in it yeah. a little bit. I want to know why they did not 
provide mandolins for these bakers to cut their apples with? No shortcuts? That's it doesn't my guess. feel like a shortcut. I mean... If you're testing knife skills... It's a kitchen skills, tool. They've I mean, never tested mu- knife skills. But with patisserie, right? And you're talking about the like design of it. I'm, I'm just playing from Prue's advocate, from Paul, <laughs> Hollywood's advocate, and saying like, Maybe that's part of it. I agree, though. I would have been like, can I get a, a mandolin slicer? Yeah. Uh, speaking of pre, by the way, going back onto that clip, the color scheme of her outfit was so important. The the uh, orange glasses with like the pink, loved it. Loved that look. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, uh, Tasha cut her apples too thick. Way too and, thick. And like, just wasn't doing a great job on the blind baking. Like, that was the thing, right? This was all about the pastry and... Uh, it was like you need like twenty five minutes on a blind bake. She blind baked for like ten minutes, mm-hmm. so it didn't it didn't cook. And I think the only person who even came close to saying I'm going to bake it was Dan said like twenty minutes, but and hers was like cracked and had trouble getting out of the tin. Um, and, because it wasn't cooked, that's yeah. why she couldn't yeah. get it out. And so this is, I talked about this when we were watching it. When you get to a technical with like only uh, four people left, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, five makes the same thing, but coming in four, and Dan even says it in the thing, right? Where it's just like at the beginning, you get fourth and technical, and you know, you're very excited, but now it's like, oh no. And I think that there is a, you can get fourth and technical, but it feels more like, nine or ten yeah and everybody else is one two three Mm -hmm. and then way down here in fourth and i think that's what it felt like for tasha yeah because it was like even dan who got third it was like oh okay a little bit not there and then paul referred to tasha's as a disaster yeah and especially since like if you go back to like the puddings right in uh week seven and it was like everybody kind of messed it up. And then this one, where it was like Paul or Josh, Dan, and Maddie all were like in a similar field. And then Tasha's was very clunky. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, what happened? What was going on? Um, but Josh got first. It's his first, first in technical. Is it? Yeah. Um, so good for him. Good for him. Um, and he did a great job. Like, it looked, to me at least, exactly like the one that they, like, demonstrate in the cutaway. So when we were watching this, you were a little incredulous about Maddie. I feel like Maddie was cribbing some notes off of old Josh. <laughs> he made a joke or two about it, and then they looked exactly alike. And I'm like, hmm. Oh, really? Hmm. It's very hard because this is a bake where they're supposed to look exactly alike. Yeah, but there was also, they were talking about, like, how do you know when to do it? And he's like, I just look at Josh. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Okay. All right. But listen, I'd be doing that too, right? I can't judge. It's, it's not like they put up curtains or make them do it one at a time or anything like that. Well, because that, it, so like... it can bite you in the butt just as easily where you're confident about what you're doing and then you turn and see somebody doing something different and they're wrong. Right. But yes. you don't know it. And we you're like, oh, happen. I should do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it messes you up. So like you can't assume that just because someone else is doing something right, even if they're the best baker in the tent in your mind, that they're getting it right. Yeah. Right. So I think that it makes sense why they don't like sequester them. Especially since, frankly, I think that would completely change the feeling of, of the show. Um, cause like, we'll talk about this when we get to Showstopper, but there are moments where it's just like, 
somebody needs help. Yeah. And it's like, I'm done. And they jump over. So I think separating them out. It would, it would turn it into Taskmaster. Yeah, right? It would turn it into a Food Network competition <laughs> when so much of, especially technical, is about confidence versus doubt. And that comes from being able to look around and be like, well, they're pulling theirs out now, and mine has like another 10 minutes. Are they wrong or am I wrong? Right. Um, so Showstopper, Millefoil, the uh, Millefoils. Um, uh, no, there's no way that's it, baby. Something like that. Millefoils is what we're going to say. No, that's Millefoils. It is the Italian version of Millefoils. Sure. Um, Dan bases off of a British musician, singer, songwriter named Sam Fender. We could not tell what he was saying <laughs> for the life of us. I had to look it up later. We're like, who? Who are, the, who are you talking about? And it wasn't because we didn't recognize the name. We could not understand the sounds that were coming out of his <laughs> mouth the way that he said it. He just had tight two. He just kept saying it. And we're like, what? Did he say the name? Was the name in there? What did he just say? What is that? Um, Dan's, I liked the design of it. Yeah, he was I think the only it one was who did a shaped one. Yeah, everyone else's was just kind of like a box mill for you, right? But like. And he, what? You want some chocolate? <laughs> You want more chocolate? It's going to have to wait, baby. We're working. Just a few more minutes, okay, honey? And, but Dan also made some choices. And yes. they, they were worried about the mirror glaze because mm-hmm. they're like, sometimes mirror glaze can get rubbery. And it did, but it was also very thin. It was very thin, which I think was a saving grace for it. But the chocolate ganache was heavier than the cream uh, that was in there. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I should have put it. Because it was like pushing down. Yeah, it made kind of like, so the first layer of pastry had the cream, and then the second layer of pastry had the chocolate. And as soon as he put it in there, he was like, oh, I should have switched, switched it. Because the weight was just different. But his lamination was great. Um, Josh did like a textbook perfect from what how they talked about it. Yeah. Uh, one of those things. Uh, it, <laughs> it looked like pastry shop window showpiece. Oh, yeah. Which is like the same thing about, I said about his uh, anything but beige buffet last week. Like this, like Showstopper is Josh's strong place. Yes. Right, which gives him, I would put him were I uh, setting numbers down for like gambling. He's, I think, the, he would be the lead, you know, bet. Mm-hmm. Because he's the sure thing. Well, we've talked about Richard before in in the way of like we thought that Dan was very much like Richard, but in a way, Josh is very much like Richard because yeah. Richard had a really difficult time on technical, especially. But his signatures were usually kind of middling. But it was the showstoppers he was always good well, at, I and he got it, a ton of of star bakers. I think what it goes back to is what I was saying last week about you have contestants where. What they need is like a plan. They need a detailed, like, I am doing this, step one, step two, step three, mm-hmm. and then I'm doing this, and I'm working on this one, this, and having all those things going up. That was Richard's thing, right? Yeah. Of yeah. like, b- thinking that way, let him construct a beautiful showstopper. Yeah. And I think Josh thinks the same way. And I think, frankly, if we were like weighting categories, and we talked about this before, but it's like, 
you know, I'm maybe like 35% signature, 15% technical, and like 50% showstopper. Agreed. Where like you can put, and I think once again, we talked about last week of like how good you have to be in showstopper to beat somebody who got a handshake in signature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like this shows it, right? Definitely. Of like, yeah, Josh's was unassailable. It was like textbook perfect. And he got, and he won it. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit because I have feelings about that. Maddie's, I also wanted to jump back. One thing I forgot about Maddie's signature that I really liked, that as Paul was walking away, he said, you have some really grown up flavors in there. And he made the biggest smile. And it was like, (laughs) man, if he had said that to like a 40 year old, they'd have been like, all right, man. Maddie was like, I'm a big kid. But I think Maddie (laughs) drank it in. He's like, I'm a grown up. And you could tell Paul was ribbing him a little bit, but also he fully took it as a compliment. I loved it. I wish Allison had been there to react to it. That's what I was going to talk about at the end how yeah. much I missed Allison yeah. because that like really grown up flavors and him like smiling ear to ear like a little kid I wish Alice had been there to react to that uh, but Maddie's uh, was was good yeah um, he did a tiramisu ish again yeah he really likes the kind of flavor and that's fine yeah um, and you know good lamination but he okay the artist rendering of what he said he was going to uh, present was a three-layered, yes, or three-tier, multi-layered dessert. Ah, and- see, we're not saying it now. <laughs> Dancing around it, and it was not because no. he used a serving tray, correct? That was like a tea tray, right? Where it had like different levels on it. Um, and so I was disappointed. It lost kind of that. the showstopper nature of it because when I saw the the drawing, I was like, if he had done a oh, three-tier mifoya. It's going to be amazing. And it really wasn't. And, and he used a cake tin, mm-hmm. a cake like around. Oh, yeah. To stamp out the layers. And so. So basically, he would put the tin down and put his hand on top of it and then cut around it. But in doing that, he was basically pushing down the cake tin and no, sealing he, the edges. He didn't do that. He used it like a giant cookie cutter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so he was just he pinching the edges. Pinch the edges. So closed. you weren't getting the expansion, like the layers and the lamination on the ends, um, which I think is probably just an inexperienced yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Tasha's. So Tasha made the choice where the other three in their like butter fold ins, right? Mm-hmm. Butter in the center, fold in the pastry. Yes. She did butter on the outside. Yeah, the inverse pastry folding, which was required at one point. In a different technical in a different yeah. year, right? I think that she got two in her head because mm-hmm. she was talking about there. I looked and there's no lamination, there's no layers involved, and there was. I think it ended up being fine. Yeah, but how much time did she lose worrying about it and being like, "Oh no," because like she had a whole conversation with Noel about like there, you know, there's no, there's no layer, and like the steam lost there. Yeah, and he was like, "Maybe there's a miracle," and it ended up. They yeah. complimented yeah. the lamination. Noel was like, what if you put it in the oven? Could it just be magic? Yeah. Could it work out? <laughs> and then it ended up being something they commented on. Yeah. Great lamination, great layers. And the problem was because she ran out of time, she didn't like get to sh- cut it. Yeah. Right? It's how you really see like a whole line of trim layers it. across. She didn't get to trim didn't it. to trim it. Yeah. And, uh, and like her uh, mango filling, they said was grainy. Um, Again, which probably was because she wasn't able to spend like the mental mm-hmm. kind of like uh, 
the mental money, I guess, yeah. spend the mental money <laughs> to to make that like perfectly silky smooth. I think she just ran out of steam this episode, yeah. like mentally, so not talent wise. Right? I don't think she went home because she wasn't skilled enough to win the whole thing. I think we were seeing a really burned out Tasha this week. Yeah. Um, and like. Like, for example, it reached the point of, like, getting the, like, white chocolate flowers or whatever they were, things out of the mold, and it looked like she was just like, I can't, I'm, like, I'm not, it's not. And then Dan came over and was like, what do you need? And, like, she was like, if you could do it. And he got one out, and she was like, okay, that'll do it. Like, you could just tell she wasn't locked in. Yeah. She was very much like, I don't know, man, it's, this is terrible, like, this is the worst thing, it's going to be terrible. I really hope she comes back next week with, like, the biggest kind of relief smile. Yeah, right. You know, like, sometimes I feel like at the fate, at the end, you meet the people who, like, went out in, like, the first week, and they're like, I'm just happy to be here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we saw some dudes there was some people in like the next week blah, 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 and I'm like who is that who is that <laughs> who is that I don't remember any of these people um, but yeah I agree I think like I think that Dan and Josh have gotten more locked in as it's gone Maddie has gotten more I don't know like I better take this seriously I better like I can't give 75% and be like, I don't know, man, I just Yeah, his vibe has changed. Right, and I think that there are some people, like, unfortunately, I think Christy did this, of just, like, got more frazzled as it went. I think Tasha got more burned out as it went, and I think it's just a thing that we see of just, like, in your head, and I, I don't know. Like, I think we've seen it with different people. Like, Nancy never got flustered. Like, Nancy never seemed bothered by anything. There was one time when she put her bread to prove in the microwave. Yeah. Where she was like, uh, the microwave's the only way forward. I can't, I don't, I can't do anything else. Yeah. But, like, I feel like it's a thing that we've seen numerous times with contestants mm -hmm. who have just like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, 10 weeks of this, doing a train back and forth, practicing at home. Like, waiting through this, my nerves can't handle it anymore. Um, and I think it happens. So, Tasha went home, which I think, if you had told me that, like, four or five weeks ago, I never would have believed you. I know. I know. Me too. But we had her. We had her at, like, the top for so long. Yeah. We were like, finalist, finalist, finalist. But, you know, we're human. They're human. We all I make I think mistakes. when it comes down to it, it's not like Tasha screwed up so royally she had to go home this week. Right. I think that between a thing of like burned out nerves and like some bakes that just didn't turn out the way she had hoped and Maddie had a good week, I think that it was the right choice, right? I didn't come away from this like she got robbed, right? Right. I was like, yeah, this makes complete sense. Now I do a little bit wonder how much of the Dan... Josh, Josh gets Star Baker thing is because they wanted the narrative of Dan's won it twice, Maddie's won it twice, and Josh has won it twice. Natasha has also won it twice. Yeah, but like if they were going to send her home and they're going into the like finale and being like, we have three two time Star Bakers. Mm, I, I think it's a happy circumstance, happenstance. It is not like a, a thing where they're like, now we have to we have to make it look like I will also say, now to debate my own point with myself, <laughs> I think that and we've talked about it before, clearly Dan won signature and Josh won uh showstopper. 
and Josh also on technical. So I think when we talk about why, like when technical, the weight of yes. technical matters the most, I think this is an example of, okay, well, like comparing Dan's signature to Josh's showstopper, they are both pretty good. And both of their showstopper, you know, the alternate showstopper and signatures were good. But Josh won technical. Right. It is most often used as a tie break. And that's that's really what it feels like here. Um, uh, and so next week is the finale. And we got Dan, Josh, and Maddie. Now listen. And hopefully Allison's back. Hopefully Allison. She's got to be back. She's no, she's be in back. the. She was in the next week. Promo. Yeah, okay. promo. So okay. she's back. Um, I've. I've counted Maddie out a couple times now, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. But were I a betting man, which I am, <laughs> I would put my money on Josh. I would too. Because his showstoppers are so powerful, and for what they normally like, you know, it just feels so weighted towards showstoppers, especially, especially in, the in the final. Especially in the final. Um, yeah, it feels. It I want to like ask Josh's. you. A lot of the time in the final. They pick a technical where all three of the finalists have had shortcomings. What do you think they're gonna pick? Bread. You think they're gonna pick bread? I like I don't think they'll do chocolate because won, Maddie like, won no, chocolate week. Yeah. Uh no, Tasha won bread. Oh, maybe um, they will do bread. Tasha then. won biscuits. Uh Dan won cake, so I don't think they'll do something cake based. Maddie won chocolate. Uh, maybe pastry because that was a Christie week. Josh won botanical. Uh, Dan won dessert, and Maddie won star baker in party, and Josh won in pastry. So maybe bread, or they might go like one of like because they've done that before. It's like make oh, these three things yeah. for technical, where it'll be like a chocolate thing, a pastry thing. And yeah, uh, like when for Richard and Nancy, when yeah. they did, you had to do the whole like tea service of scones, yeah, tarte au citron, and was it pan of chocolat? No, no, Victoria sponge. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a chocolate thing, um, a dessert thing, and a I don't know if thing, it would maybe. be a chocolate thing. I feel like chocolate could definitely be, but I'm saying like. One star baker that they each went one. Oh. Right? So, like, something where it's like Maddie's really good at chocolate. Josh was really good with botanicals. Dan was really good at dessert. Something like that. Maybe. maybe. Or it could be the complete opposite. Because, like, remember Nadia's year, yeah. where everyone really did not do pastry well. And yeah. so it was a pastry technical. <laughs> it might be pastry again. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, it could literally, though, I say I would put my money on Josh. But any one of them, like, they're all three good bakers, right? Mm -hmm. If Maddie buckles down and is like, I practiced the crap out of this, right? If Dan gets his showstopper together as good as his signature. If Josh has a signature as good as his showstopper, right? It could be anybody's, mm -hmm. anybody's. Yeah. Um. So I'm very excited to watch it. I can't wait. I'm excited because I know that Allison will be excited. Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, I am also excited to watch the fate, like where yes. people come back. And yeah. I'm also excited. I feel like for whatever reason, we haven't gotten a lot of like what this person's like at home since like the first episode. Yeah. And I think that that's we what always we'll get, get a lot of that in the fate. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see like what are these people like? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So thank you all for listening. Um, you know, tell a friend. 
um, share it, go back, listen to all the episodes again, catch back up. Um, let's see, I'll post the image. I forgot to do it last week. I'm so sorry. I'll post the image on my Instagram this week, though, so you can comment underneath, tell us who you think is going to win. What do you think about Tasha going home? Uh, did Maddie copy Josh? Um, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, what else? Teresa, what should people do until next week? You should bake about. <laughs>